0: Card right here on Reality Radio 101 And now right to your geeks Andrew Young and Mr. Green
1: Welcome to Geek Card where we break your back and make you humble I'm your host Andrew Young and with me as always is the Jabroni Mr. Green Fuck
2: the Hulk Hogan.
1: Always respect the legend. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Iron Sheik.
2: Yeah, that 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 sucked. I, I yeah, it's part of big part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Great heel, great heel.
1: Definitely a great heel, and he almost ran for mayor of Toronto. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not gonna linger too long on the sad passing of a legend, Um but. This is Geek Card. We got a great show for you tonight. It is packed to the gills with stuff, with content, my friends. Later on in the program, Aquaman marks... is going to be here. Yes, it's packed to those gills. Yes. <laughs> no, later that would be that would actually Jason Momoa. That would be all right, but no, no, that's not happening. Eh. He. I think he'd be a cool dude to talk to. He oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not I just, talking I'm a, about Aquaman. I'm talking about Jason Momoa. Yeah, anyways, yeah,
2: okay, that's fair, that's fair. But anyway, he's
1: not on the show tonight. Just to be clear, he's not on the show tonight. Later on, we're going to s- see the return of a longtime friend of the show who has not been on the program since 2019. Um, a person who has a thousand nicknames that we'll get into later, and that is our good friend Adrienne Cress. She is returning to the program with her husband, Scott Lever, and they've just released a new horror film called The Devil Comes at Night. It's available now on demand and on DVD. Uh, You can get it on demand on multiple platforms. Rent it, buy it, get it. We'll be talking more about it later. We've also got a review coming your way of Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. Another Transformers film. Will it be like Bayformers or will it be more akin to the Bumblebee movie? We'll see. And in just a few moments, we're going to be talking with the amazing Jewel State. Season two of Family Law is airing now in Canada and is going to be coming to the CW in the States this July. We're going to be talking to her about the show and more. She's a great return guest that we're really happy to have back. But right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we'll be talking with Jewel State right here, Geekard Reality Radio 101. Hey, everybody. Jimmy the Short Order Cook here, asking you, what's better than listening to Geek Card? Answer, listen to Geek Card while wearing a Geek Card t shirt. And there's a place you can get them at Slash user slash geek card. We got a bunch of great shirts there. We got Geek Card shirts. We got a Mr. Green's Tasty Meat shirt. Hell, we got a Back Issue Bloodbath shirt. For all your geek needs, with your geek merch, you want to go to teepublic.com slash user slash geek card. I'm not just asking you, I'm telling you.
0: Welcome back to Geek Card right here. On Reality Radio 101. And now, right back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green.
1: Welcome back to Geek Art. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here on a fabulous Friday night. In just a moment, we're going to be talking with actor Jewel State. Of course, you love her from Firefly and Stargate. and Was it Stargate Atlantis she was on? Yes. Okay, there we are. Stargate Atlantis, and of course a number of great shows, but of course, most recently Family Law, which is now returned for its second season. We'll be talking with her in just a moment. Before we do, just want to remind you folks out there that if you like Geek Card and you want more Geek Card in your life and you want Geek Card to go on long after you're dead, there's a way you can ensure that. And that is to go to patreoncom geekard and become a patron today. If you become a Geek Hardigan, you'll be helping us bring you this great show. But more importantly than that, you'll get the inside track on Geek Hard content. That's right. You get uh, access to a, a fabled podcast known as Extra Hard, where Mr. Green and a special guest, they talk about a movie or a TV show or actor or director, and they just, you know, they dive deep and they learn something about themselves and they find out the true meaning of entertainment. As it is.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Women's
1: swoon and gods are created. You
2: definitely Absolutely. want to
1: check that out. You definitely want to check that out. So, uh, of course, there's one place you can go to do that, and that is patreon.com slash geek card. Sign up today. You'll be glad you did. But now we're going to get on to the first guest of the evening. We're very happy to have her back. She is the star of Family Law, which has now entered its second season. It's currently airing on Global and Stack TV in Canada and is coming to the CW on July 7th. Welcome back to the program, Jewel State.
3: Hi, guys. How are you?
1: Pretty good, how you doing? I'm good. Good stuff. So yeah, so as I said, uh, Family Law, it's back airing here in Canada. Yes. Um, The last time we talked, Mm-hmm. which was back in October of 2021. Season one was airing. You had just wrapped shooting season two. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so now season two is airing. People are finally getting to see it. Do you remember anything from your time from season
3: no. two? <laughs> you know, it's it's confusing because here's why. We shot season three between yeah. you know, that happening And now, and season three is airing in certain parts of the world. It's starting to air there. So season two is is airing somewhere else. And season three is airing here. And season one is airing somewhere else. So when I do interviews and I do press, people ask me questions. And I'm telling you that I'm like, I don't know where we are. I don't (laughs) know where we are in the storyline. I also don't want to give anything away. Like, I don't want to be that person. So I've got my little cheat sheet that I sometimes refer to just to stay with the plot. Cause there's spoilers galore.
2: Well, there we it go. makes me think of like, uh, like the rock bands, you know, they used to always like write down the city they were in. Cause they were always on tour and they didn't know. Right.
1: <laughs> Hello. <Could you laughs> Cleveland.
2: What's yeah, right? exactly. That's It's exactly. always
1: funny that Cleveland is the go-to answer. Why? When you do that. I don't Why know. Is it? It's, it's like a comedy rule. That's it's what it embedded
3: is. In our brains. For some oh
1: man. But, uh, but yeah, well, our main listenership is in Canada and the states. For the other thirteen countries that listen to us, there might be some spoilers.
3: But anyway, <laughs> yes, there might be. I'm sorry, it is what it is. If only we could just air it all at once at the same time, that would have just helped my forty-one-year-old brain immensely. But yeah,
1: yeah, definitely would have helped. you. but with this, uh, with this uh, season two, of course, at the start of it, uh, you know, of course, season one. Frank was on Abby kind of very like, I am, you know, righteous and you are wrong. And why don't you get over this whole alcoholism thing? And I'm a better parent than you. And now the shoes on the other foot. Frank, Frank let his dinky travel somewhere where he shouldn't have.
3: Yeah, he did. You know, it's funny because Luke Camilleri, who plays Frank, is the nicest human. And he hates that he's the villain. (laughs) (laughs) He hates it like no why did this have to happen but you know Frank does have this tone of the self-righteous kind of tone that he takes with Abby all the time it's this now now kind of attitude that he has with her that I find infuriating and Abby just sort of takes right like she doesn't take it from anybody else in her life but with Frank I think she's just so desperate to get the kids back and get her life back that she takes it for far too long and then once this you know shoe drops and she finds out that maybe he's not so innocent. the tables have turned and it really does give her an opportunity to a stay in recovery for herself this time instead of for him, instead of for someone else. and B, evaluate her life, reevaluate what it is that makes her happy, which road she wants to take and how she wants to be treated. So, you know, she, she season 2 is her redemption season,
2: I feel. Fine, you know you, you 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 just mentioned something there about like character like an actor not, you know, like maybe not liking the fact that they're a villain. I'm just wondering like for yourself, have you ever been in a role and you're just kind of like there was a change as the, as the, as the show went on or something like and you are just like, "Oh, this is not what I signed up for originally?"
3: Uh, I think
2: so. I mean, I feel like it's always interesting when you you find out
3: where the writers are going to go with it because we don't know. We don't know. When you're doing television, you're very eagerly flipping through the script as soon as you get the script for the next episode <laughs> to, to you know make sure you don't die. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> fun, right? You're like, you didn't kill me off here, did you? I'm That's not a reasonable concern. Yeah. Am I in a coma? Did I upset someone behind the scenes? Um, but yeah, so it's it's always a surprise. Um, I have played some some questionable characters that get more questionable as time goes on. I did the show called the LA Complex where I just I played this ruthless maniac who I love to play, but she just like fell off the rails. I mean, by the time we were finished that show, she was at the bottom of the barrel of her life, which I didn't know was gonna happen, right? They really kinda went for it there. Um, but it I mean, I, I like playing messed up people. I think it's more fun. Personally. Um, and you know, when people recognize you, they're they treat you a little differently. I always know what show people know me from <laughs> based on how they approach me in a grocery store, you know? Like if it's like a Firefly fan, they're very, oh my God, oh I love you. Can I have a hug? But I mean they really like they act like we know we know each other really well, which mm. is fine. But you know, if it's something like LA complex or even family law, it, it's just sort of like a, <laughs> a trepidatious <laughs> that comes <laughs> with it. Like Hello <laughs> You know, like they're slightly afraid that
1: I'm gonna snap at them. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. You talk about you you like playing, you know, somebody's life is messed up, you know, Abby. Is pretty messed up half the time. Is learning is uh, every time, you know, two steps forward, one step back, sort of deal. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of the thing here. You're, you're a put together person who's playing a very messed up person. Victor okay. Garber is a really nice person who's playing an asshole. It's yeah. like now, of course, you got Luke here who's now also playing an asshole. It's,
3: yeah. and, and Zach Smadeu, who plays my brother, who's just this like, you know, contentious bratty character, is the sweetest, most generous, most wonderful human. Um, so yeah, we're all very different.
1: (laughs) Gotta love that acting. You get to really explore the different side.
3: Yeah. It's fun. And you know, when we fight with each other on camera, it's really hard not to laugh half the time because we're great friends and to see them, you know, be nasty or, or have to be nasty to each other is, is hilarious. It's just, you know, it's fun. It's fun day at work. Yeah, Do you guys I... have a lot of
2: fun in between intakes? We laugh
3: our heads off. Yeah, our yeah. group reel. I mean, if they put everything in it, it would be an hour and a half long. There's <laughs> a lot of. For every laugh. episode, yeah, it's, it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We blame it on certain rooms, you know, certain sets. We're like, it's the set, it's cursed. I don't know. There's something about it that this is really unprofessional, and the crew is just like, no one's laughing. You know, they're all just they're like, like,
1: I just want to go home. Let's yeah, get like, this I done. Really
3: like to just leave. It's hot, and you know, let's move on. But we're laughing hysterically. You have to have fun. I'm very grateful that I work with people who are willing to have a good time you know everyone's very professional in that they they know their lines and they're you know on time and all that stuff which is all very important but the most important thing of all is that you remember it's just it's make-believe right that's what we're doing we're lucky to be there we're telling a fun story and it's it's nice to work with like-minded individuals because of course yeah
1: no of course totally and the, the great balance of the show, and I, we talked about it back with season one as well, is that you guys are really fun, interesting characters that have witty banter and everything, but you're dealing with serious situations and you not only the performances, but the, the story itself pays proper respect to those serious situations and talks about serious things. And I, the balance is amazing. This It makes me really interested in this Monday's episode involving a cult.
3: You know we had to go there, right? <laughs> well, it is Vancouver, so yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. not mentioning any names, of course, yeah. but um, it's a juicy story to tell. So yeah, we we had to do you know one like that, and it's very juicy.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Have now- you been invited to a cult before, Jewel? You
3: know what? I have not, and I'm offended.
2: <laughs> you should be. Like, well
3: yeah you know I, I was you're like to- i knew all those people <laughs> yeah i did i mean yeah. I, was, I was talking to my friend katherine isabel i don't know if you guys know her she's oh yeah I'm, i just love love her as a person and i'm a fan she's um, former geek Art guest of the year she's it really she's yeah. just the best I love her. Yeah. um but we were talking about this and she was like why didn't they ask us and i said I don't know, i'm a little pissed and she's like yeah i'm, I'm a bit offended and then we realized that maybe they were just—they realized we—they we were too scary or something. <laughs> Put them in their place immediately.
1: Yeah, you guys yeah. Would be like, "I'm not buying this shit, no."
3: do come. No one asked me to join your cult. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: uh, in this in this particular episode coming up as well, you got to do a military crawl through the muck. Yeah. Well, was that a good day at work or is that one of the days where you're like, oh, I can't wait till, like, let's try not laugh on this tank because I want to get the heck out of here.
3: Well, I, I learned a few lessons, you see, from this. Um, I, I, I guess I was sort of bragging about getting up early in the morning and working out before going to work. Right. I would say, oh, yeah, I got up for my workout today. Got my workout in. And the writer's thought they were under the impression that this meant I was getting up to do rigorous you know sweaty I don't know CrossFit kind of stuff when really I'm you know drinking tea and doing Pilates um so they wrote this this insane episode for me assuming that I would be having a great time and would be totally game for it and I was horrified (laughs) I was horrified reading it I thought did I upset Sarah who wrote this episode (laughs) is she mad are you mad at me um And they had this big training day where they sent us out to learn archery, which actually was really fun. I liked the archery, but, but get us up on this big wire. I don't know how many feet up in the air and walk across this wobbly sort of, you know, thing from A to B, which I hated, you know, and they said, they, they basically said, we'd love for you to give it a try just so we know on the day when we shoot this sequence, if we need a stunt double or not, if you love it, then, you know, we'll use you or totally fine. We'll get the double. And me, you know, being stubborn, I was like, okay, let me give it a go. So I went up there. And as soon as I got up there, I was like, I want the double. <laughs> I want the double. I have nothing to prove. And <laughs> me back down. So like when, when, you know, it it was okay to use the double we did. And she was amazing and just so tough and wasn't afraid of anything. Um, but there was a lot of it that I actually had to do. The the mud crawl was, you know, we did one take, thankfully, um, and I'm not acting. I mean, you can see it all play out on my face—just the questions I have, <laughs> and the regrets, and you know, lessons learned. Really, and
1: that's the reason why nobody asked you to be in the cult. They that's knew exactly yeah.
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding! You guys, that was a <laughs> light moment. <for> me.
2: <laughs> you, on a show, like it, it is surprising to think about needing a stunt double on a show. Like this because you just you're thinking oh it's fan- it's lawyers they're hanging out in rooms it's not that you know it's it's not like crazy dynasty you know like 10 o'clock at night soap opera kind of craziness is you know no. you, you, you'd think no you don't need a stunt double but then you go and have to do something like this. I thought I was safe, yes.
3: <laughs> I think I recall right when they had me flip over that giant tire, there's a big giant tire I have to pick up in a shot and flip over and then jump over a bunch of beams and run off into the wilderness. I think I recall screaming, I signed up for a law show. <laughs> it was very hot. I was sweating and delirious and I'm pretty sure that came out of my mouth oh my god
2: they don't do this on law and order
3: yeah but you'll notice after that there's there's very few action shots of me doing anything actually (laughs) they they (laughs) sort of piled on the court scenes you know which i'm doing um so yeah that's the you can you can see the change it's a significant one as the there you go yeah
2: like like you've done obviously you've over the years you've done uh you know science fiction horror. you know like you've done a different genres that would require that kind of, you know, like sure. crazy athleticism. A law show, you know, like mm-hmm. I I no. totally see I totally see you signing on the dotted line to do the show and be like going, oh this is gonna be I'm just gonna be doing I'm just gonna be wearing regular oh. clothes. This is gonna, it's gonna be, be memorizing
3: time. lines. Yeah, running yeah, around yeah. in a pencil skirt. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. No. Um but you know even the sci fi shows I've done I've never really played the character who goes out and is the badass hero. You know, I was always the, be careful, guys. (laughs) I'll I'll be right here. (laughs) You know, it was very rare. On Stargate, I think, you know, there was some character development where they they basically had scenes where, you know, my character uh, reluctantly becomes the hero in the episode. I had one teeny, teeny, tiny fight scene that I was so proud of. I mean, I think it took 30 seconds to shoot and it's like six seconds long on air. But I was very proud of it. But other than that, I, I've just never played that person. And, you know, now I'm in my forties and I don't know about you guys, but like you get hurt more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sleep wrong and I'm like, yep. Ow. so, you know, I, I, I just know myself. I think I've become confident enough to know who I am and the person I am is the person who will get hurt <laughs> doing stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, I, we all, we all have our strengths and, basically being the action hero is not one of them anytime someone's like who would you play in the superhero movie I'm like who's the person who sits in the chair <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> who is the person who delegates <laughs> Tells everybody? just on an earpiece telling people yes. what to do exactly My see, mom. <laughs> I, I like I
2: like I like that you know your limits that's you know like because like I I turn around and then you see something like the the craziness that Tom Cruise does at, at 60 okay. and I'm like I'm like, dude, I'm not even, I'm not remotely up there yet. And I'm already afraid of just going to bed sometimes or like walking down the hallway. Like you never know. You never, you never know. Exactly. I mean, I I don't know.
3: I I think I went through lots of of phases and lots of jobs in my life where I felt like I had something to prove. Right. Where I was like, you got to give it a go and you got to give it your best and. And show them what you can do. But then I just realized that doing that usually leads to things like, oh, I don't know, unhappiness.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and also then- them getting you to do more, going like, whoa, they did That's this. Let's That's- see if they'll do this.
3: Yeah. So, you know, I I I think I've just learned to, to play up my strengths and to be very vocal about my weaknesses and
2: not be ashamed of it either. Right. Well, and, and you're employing some people. Yeah,
3: right? Are amazing and yeah. yeah, they they like doing it i mean I, I did this episode of quantum leap we had this this insane sequence uh, with an earthquake and a guy you know getting hit by a car and being thrown into a a kiosk and he was stoked and he was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know and they were about to roll and he's like pumping himself up and then he gets hit by the car and he goes flying and they're like would you mind doing it again he's like absolutely i love to you know those are those are different people so it's I a
1: certain know. kind of person,
2: definitely. Yeah.
3: There's someone to do. There's there's something for everybody, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh I, I think
2: I'd be looking for the, you know, the big comfy chair. But, you know, some people like to be thrown into buildings. Hey, what are you going to do?
3: And they're great at it. I mean, yeah. it's really impressive to watch. But, yeah, it's just not ever been my cup of tea.
1: fair enough that's understandable
2: that episode of quantum leap like it's crazy with all the earthquake stuff and everything that's going on i remember watching it and i'm like i'm now that you're just mentioning it it's like I'm thinking about all your other shows. It's like, I, it was that the biggest like kind of crazy set to, to work on? Like, you know, because of what was going on in, in yeah, the episode,
3: there was a lot of moving parts I know for Firefly and, and for the movie for Serenity, we had a lot of stunts and a lot of amazing right. stuff going on all at once. You know, anytime there was one of those big fight scenes, it was all very for real, right? It was stunt people on wires, um, all going at once. They'd been rehearsing stuff for months. It was really exhilarating to kind of be a part of that, standing off to the side, right. <laughs> saying <laughs> "Be careful." <terrible."> um, <laughs> but Quantum Leap was cool. I mean, we shot downtown Vancouver. I grew up downtown Vancouver, um, so seeing it in that capacity was wild. There was all kinds of rigs and stuff set up to fall apart. And um, it was very impressive, and the fact that they reset it between every take, they would reset it, and then it would be earthquake time again. And we had hundreds of background performers falling, and you know, it was it was wild. Oh my god,
1: that's yeah, that's crazy.
2: I, lo- I love I love entertainment. I love I love that the level of detail, like what you say, like what, resetting it to do it again, and then yeah. everything. I, it's it's one of the reasons I love I, I just love movies and television so much. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like it's wild to think when you talk to somebody like yourself hearing that, like from your, you're seeing it, the technical side. And then, and we're just seeing like,
3: right. Like that's, what's so cool about it is that they have these little explosives that are going off, but everything is timed so precisely. So Ray, who's number one on Quantum Leap, when we would run out of of the bar, we would get out onto the street and sort of turn. And then we'd have to turn away at a specific time because there would be an explosive that went off behind us. And it would just be a huge black dust cloud. So in order to avoid that going into our eyes, we would have to be turned away. And I remember one take, it went off early. So we came out and Ray spun around and it went, (laughs) his face. It was like, God, oh you okay he's like uh-huh he's so good natured the sweetest human ever and he's like
4: i'm okay you know like,
3: <laughs> what can you do accidents happen yeah. and it's all so precise and usually goes off without a hitch but sometimes there's a little hitch and there's really not much you can do except reset and go again
2: so yeah. you're planning on that in season three right for uh, family law that's where you have lots of uh, explosions, explosions explosions yeah
3: all that sort of stuff Season three is just, I was like, listen, I'll, I'll just, I'll i uh, will give you emotional stuff. And they're like, great. So they just basically make me cry, um, oh, okay. which I'm totally fine with. It's very okay. cathartic.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, that just, uh, that kind of makes me sad. It's like, okay, because we're in season two now. And now I know that season three is just going to be a lot of you crying. It's Even like.
3: season 10. Feel- oh, yeah? yeah, it's intense. It, there's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but it, it's it's a, it's a beauty. I think it's our best season. Um, but there are definitely some crazy, uh, moments in that one, uh, particularly the finale, which we just shot. So it's fresh to me. And, um, I just got to see it, a uh, uh, first cut of it. And it's very sad. Oh, geez, hope okay. it doesn't end there. you know, if the show ends there, I don't know we're all doomed.
1: Well, in order to ensure that that doesn't happen, people, you should be watching it.
3: Absolutely. Yes. on
1: global and stack TV here in Canada. And then of course, when it comes back to the CW on uh July 7th, uh, of course, Canadian viewers, you can catch the next episode this Monday. And, uh, that's the cult one. So it should be pretty exciting. Uh, before we go, just one last thing, uh, I want to talk because I always find your Twitter very interesting. Oh, your, Thank you. Your, your child is always a, a very yeah. fun cat. Ca- like it is basically a fountain of comedy. My but, little uh, Yeah. But then also, uh, I liked a, a recent uh, tweet you talked about uh, your cat about a month ago. It says, <gasps> "I know my cat loves me because she picks the spot right by my head to lick her butthole at six in the morning." Yes, that's she love.
3: Does. She's sort of perched <laughs> above me here. Yes, she's. Yeah. That's what she does. That's how they show
2: love, right? I don't know. That's what I was told. That I, I my cat, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's that or like when they walk on you, they always present. You know, yes. like here's my bum. Take a look at this.
3: Wow, well, thank you so much. That keeps right? me so
2: nice and humble. What time <laughs> is
3: it? Five AM? Wonderful. Thank you. It's it's nice that she
1: wakes you up so that you can take part in like she's really happy about this. So she wants you to join her in her experience. Totally. Yes.
3: Between her and my son, the way I get woken up every day is, is rather jarring. I actually had this conversation with him where, you know, he comes in and goes, mom, get up, get up, mom, can you open this for me? Hey mom, I want some bacon. Like, this is how he, this is my first conversation of the day. And I said to him, Hey, you know, did you know that mom is the, f- you're, you're the first person that I talk to in the morning. Did you know that you're the first interaction I have? So what would you say if you came in and you know, gave me a really nice, gentle, good morning. And he goes, oh, brother.
1: (laughs) But hey, you know, he's just looking forward to the time when his voice drops and he gets to say shit like
3: dad. (laughs) That's exactly right. That is one of the things he's looking forward to. (laughs)
1: Oh well Jewel, I wanna thank you for coming back on the program, of course. enjoying this season of Family Law and uh I'm gonna prepare steel myself and prepare myself for all the crying that's coming in season three. Oh good. Um but uh yeah, uh you're welcome back on the show anytime and uh we'd love to see your next projects and thank you so much.
3: Thank you, you guys. Always such a pleasure.
1: All right, have yourself a great night.
3: You Thanks, too.
1: Jewel. Thank you. Bye. So that was Jewel State. You can catch Family Law on Global and Stack TV here in Canada. New episodes airing Mondays. Uh, Also, it is returning season two, will be coming to the CW starting July 7th, along with another, like a bunch of other Canadian shows. Yeah, that's the
2: so, uh, the CW's. the uh, yeah,
1: CW thing is like they they buy the Canadian shows and put them on as the summer stuff totally.
2: Yeah, well, they're even doing it now during the regular season because their CW is not the old CW like it was in the past. They're right, really because yeah. they're, they're, they did some survey that said that they need to age up. Their average median age was 52 or something. I'm like, "Okay." Sure it was, but Okay,
1: well, there you go. Well, we're going to take a commercial break uh and we hope our average median age of whatever is out there listening uh, stays with us uh when we come back we'll be giving our review of transformers rise of the beasts and welcoming back an old friend to the program it's all happening right here geek Route radio 101 You used to go to the comic shop And browse through the stacks Picking up comic after comic Talking to your fellow customers And the store owner about what books you should buy What kind of outside people Daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside Well thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath With Andrew Young
3: And Petula Neal
1: When we talk about comics old and new Mostly old But sometimes new Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekardshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good
0: Welcome back to Geekard right here on reality radio one one and now back to your geeks andrew young and mr green
1: welcome back to Card, andrew young and mr green here in just a few moments we're going to be giving our review of transformers rise of the beasts uh but before we do that just want to uh Remind you folks that if you want to send in your review of Transformers ride of the Beast to us, you can email us at GeekCardShow at gmail.com. We'll read your email right up live on the air. And, uh, or if you just want to say, Hey, that's cool too. Or if you want to say hello to our special guests right now, returning to the program, the last time she was on the program was back in, I believe March of 2019. She helped us out reviewing the first Shazam movie. Oh, so- Wow. She is a a guest with many nicknames. She is the highest common denominator, the first lady of geek Hard, the sentinel of hope, Adrian Cress. Welcome back to the program.
5: Yay! <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was Shazam.
1: It was Shazam. Was the last time you were on? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh
5: well, definitely have to remedy that. Yes. Oh, that's a good movie too. I really, I mean, I hope I really liked it when I, when you, I reviewed it. You did
1: really like it. You did really like it, but I'm guessing you're like the rest of us and avoided the sequel cause that, that don't look good. I'm don't look just, good.
5: I was yeah. so
1: looking forward to it. I genuinely, even the trailers and then,
5: I don't know, you just start hearing things and then, but I will watch it. I actually do plan on watching it cause I, as, as you, people i'm sure will absolutely recall from 2019 obviously they will remember me very very well from that review i have an obsession with body swapping movies especially when one person's old and one person's young um so even i literally like the, like 2 days ago rewatched 17 again for no reason um, so I will obviously be watching the, the second uh, Shazam movie.
1: For well, sure. definitely. Yeah. And of course, Adrian is back on because uh, later on the program, we'll be talking to her about the new horror film, The Devil Comes at Night, which she uh, co-collaborated on with her husband and a very talented man. Uh, welcome to the first time, for the first time on the program, Mr. Scott Lever.
2: Hey, so happy
4: to be here, guys.
1: Happy to have you here, man.
2: It's, uh, it's, 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 it's it's weird it's been this long we've we've seen you in person we've you know we hung out with you guys you know like both of you guys but it's just adrian like she just she basically she's maximizes all of our time so we apologize to you personally scott you know this will (laughs) this will not be an oversight as we move forward in the future
4: oh i appreciate that but i can't i can't hold a candle to her look like listen to her she's amazing there you go You're, you're, you're very, very
5: sweet. But also, yeah, no, I I get all the time. Uh, also.
2: <laughs> I mean, See, you're still <laughs> humble. That's what we really love. Always. Oh, oh,
0: always.
1: There you Always. Well, definitely. Well, we're glad you guys are back with us. Uh, in just a little bit, we're going to be talking about The Devil Comes at Night. But right now, we're going to be talking about a film that hit theaters today. Transformers Rise of the Beast, directed by Stephen Caple, Jr., written by... Oh, there's a lot of people: Joby Harold, Darnell Medier, Eric Hober, John Hober, and Josh Peters. Based on the Hasbro tone line, produced by Hasbro, Allspark Pictures, Entertainment One, Bay Films, and Debon Ventura Pictures, in association with New Republic Pictures, distributed by Paramount Pictures and Sky Media. There's a lot of fucking people involved here. Oh my gosh. I think but you're he,
2: missing a few. I like there's there's at least... I had
1: to shorten it down. There was like 45. I had to pick the, <laughs> pick your best 15 and go. That's that's the way it works. Um, but here to read the synopsis for the film is our good friend. Um, he's been around a long time, a lot longer than all of us, and uh, I think he remembers the first Transformers movie fondly. And that is the old man. Hey, How's it going?
2: Oh, it's going pretty good. buddy. you?
1: i'm doing good i'm doing good you know the transformers so it's like it's a movie i remember this movie it's about like a big energy like thing it sends power to different parts of the city right
2: no no you're thinking of like an electrical transformer yeah electrical
1: transformer. yeah right? no no
2: these are, these there, are was one, there was one there's a
1: really good shot of one in that canadian film brother that came out uh came out earlier this year
2: yeah yeah that's true but no but this is about like giant space robots that well what do space
1: robots need with energy that powers the city
2: well they but they don't they they just transform into vehicles
1: oh so they learn things about themselves they work on themselves and they transform into better people
2: ironically enough that actually happens in this film but no normally it's just giant robot truck
1: Okay, all right. Wait a second. So does the robot drive the truck?
2: No, it is the truck.
1: The robot is, my God. Ooh. Man, this is still like, I remember the time when my friend told me, it's like, hey, the medium is the message. And I was like, yeah, you should tell a lot of people about that, man. That sounds good. But now it's like, the robot is the truck. I don't know where I go with this. It's...
2: You roll on or roll out, depending on who who you are.
1: All right, well. Optimus Prime and the Autobots take on their biggest challenge yet. The Autobots. So they all trucks? Uh,
2: not all trucks. There's some cars. There's some motorcycle. Okay. There's right. some other things in there.
1: All right. Is there? Is there like a, a Doom buggy? Uh,
2: not in this one, but there. You know, there are Doom buggies.
1: Okay. All right.
2: I like yeah. Doom buggies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a VW bus.
1: Oh, there you go. I had some good times in a VW bus. Uh, yeah. When a new threat. Capable of destroying the entire planet emerges, they must team up with a powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth. So there's more. There's more robots from space. Yeah,
2: there's more than meets the eye at all times.
1: Oh, my God. All right, well, I got to go lie down. (laughs) This sounds very similar to some of the video games I play, but, uh, but, you know, I don't know. These the fan entertainment, you know, the movies, they... Come up with some crazy ideas. Yeah, those do.
2: talkies, man, I'm telling you.
1: Oh man, the ta- oh god, I remember when the talkies started. Yeah, that was some fun times. That guy, he you know, he looked good, but then he started talking and it was like, Oh, well, you got a funny voice guy. And I never saw him in a film again. Yeah. Well, anyways, I'll see you guys later. You guys seem okay. you seem like you guys want to talk about this, so I'll get going. All right. And there see he you goes. there he goes. My God.
4: Is that another Marlo's one of those. Rando? <laughs>
1: He gets that a lot. He does. Oh man, but uh, but yeah, no, he's a good guy. And for some reason, I think he's mad at me again, Green, because he ignored me the entire time. It's true. I, I,
2: I, hey man, you got to stop having beef with him.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Well, ever since ever since my brother moved out of his place, you yeah, know, he's had problems with me. I'm not the one who told my brother to go get married. I think the old man did. But anyways, okay, let's get into it. Transformers rise of the beasts for brief history lesson. People Michael Bay made some movies, some with Shia are they? Yeah. Sorry. Michael Bay made really long commercials uh, and music videos kind of put together. Some of them had Shia. Some of them had Marky Mark and they kind of established a world and a story that wasn't really similar to the original stuff. And then uh, a really fun movie called Bumblebee came out, threw away half the continuity of those movies, and like, it was just so much fun. It was yep. so much fun. You got Haley Stanfeld, like one of the most likable people on camera. You know, you're always rooting for her. you got Bumblebee looking more like Bumblebee. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is fun. Now we come to another a film that I feel kind of sits somewhere between those in likes of quality and enjoyment. But I will say kudos to them, even though they're denying it. They threw out the other half of Bay's continuity. And so all the Bay shit is pretty much gone. So good for them.
2: Oh, yeah. No, this is. uh, okay. so I don't I'm not going to give away too much because there is a mid credit scene that has other implications overall. But it is very clear that Hasbro's plan for the future is being laid, starting being laid here.
1: And I thought I, they had given up on that plan personally, but
2: I well, you you think, but they didn't. It's clear that they haven't, and that's okay. But as far as this particular film is concerned, I see where you're coming from, but I do like that. For other than the Maximals, the Transformers actually look somewhat like Transformers.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right? Maybe, it's
5: interject. It... Can, can I ask a question when it comes? Absolutely. To yeah. Can you see the transformations? That was always no. My... Oh, okay, whatever.
2: <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it's still there. They they have kept the 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 Michael Bay Bayformers aesthetic of the just random pieces of metal moving and and moving around. I will say that because the pieces of metal are colored, mm. for you know uh, specifically on the Autobots, it is much much clearer. But it's still a bit of a cacophony of metal moving around doesn't make always make a lot of sense like the way it, it i think i would have preferred but mm. regardless of all of that they've kept some of the things from from bay's transformers right like bumblebee still doesn't talk you know like they, yeah, they've kept yeah. they've kept that um i which i am not a fan of but whatever not a
1: fan um, of either
2: yeah not but, at all. and and they did keep Prime as an asshole from the last film, which I was against, but, and as much as I hate saying this, cause I've, I've downed it on other things, at least in this film, there is progress on that front that actually yeah. legitimately made sense within the confines. No, the no, told totally. they
1: gave, they gave him an arc with that. Totally. a yeah. Totally. Which the Bay former films did no. not give a reason why, but uh, I know a lot of people out there younger than us, very excited about this film because the uh, the Beast Wars characters. Oh yeah, brought into it with that. That's the what got me excited. Movies. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of got more excited about something that harkens back to Transformers: The Animated movie. We get, we get, and you see this in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we get Unicron, like yeah. actual Unicron, and yeah. that to me was like, oh okay, all right. So they're taking, they're picking and choosing, going. You like this? You like that? Let's make a little salad.
2: Yeah, well, it's also clear looking at this film that. They, um, that the, mar- the head up, the, the high ups at Marvel have decided that they're going to take a page out of the MCU. I mean Hasbro. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ups of- at
1: Marvel decided a long time ago yeah, that yeah. they were going to do their thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, sorry, out of Hasbro that they're going to take something from the MCU and that is to have a big bad. And it is clear that that's what they're going to use. Unicron here as, as a overarching big bad throughout whatever future films come out of this. Um, And I'm cool with that because I always thought it was a bit weird that in the animated film that they defeated Unicron so relatively easy by Mm -hmm. comparison, you know. Uh, At least in this, there's some, you know, some pushback. Uh, But yeah, like as far as going back to your point, though, uh, Adrian, one of my complaints about this film is that the the Terracons, because there's no Decepticons in this film, the Terracons, which are the, the big bads that are... Weirdly enough, Andrew will appreciate this, of course, Uh, you know, like the Sentinels of Galactus, you know, like uh, not Sentinels, sorry, Heralds, Heralds Heralds of Galactus come flying down to, you know, wreak havoc in the universe. Uh, They pretty much are all kind of brown, silver, gray, like they just like one giant, except for one, one's purplish. That's about it. And like, can we get some paint jobs? Please, somebody find some paint. I need paint. I need my I need my robots to stand out.
5: So this is this one from uh, is is set in ninety four. Yes, ninety
1: four. Yeah, it's supposed to be seven years a, after Bumblebee. Yeah. Was
5: there a run on paint in in ninety? I'm trying to remember. I was just starting to do school. <laughs> I feel like there was paint, but maybe maybe something happened.
2: Yeah, well, the the big bad in this scourge, he, he's got a rust motif. Uh, oh, I see is part rustic, of his. Yeah. See, and yeah. and you'd
5: think I'd like that. So maybe I will like it because it sounds kind of steampunky.
2: He, eh, he, yeah, kind of like there's I'm something not about not his aesthetic, <laughs> you know. There but you but regardless, at the end of the day, um, it's 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 it is nothing like, in my opinion, it is nothing like Bayformers. No, right? It, it like I understand what you said, Andrew, but I I would I would my argument would be is that it's nothing like it because there's a story. No, People no. All I, meant by, all I
1: meant by yeah. that is, is that this was all right, but Bumblebee was better.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm and just saying, like,
1: like hell, this has a banging soundtrack. Like it some does. of the best, some great hits from '94. That was like.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and this is uh, the best Pete Davidson uh, on film that I've ever seen. Because because you don't don't
1: see his face. That's right. Punchable face.
2: That's it. The face
1: I would like to punch a million times.
5: I don't want to do spoilers, but did you watch the Suicide Squad? Because I think that's a pretty great. You still have to see
1: his face, though. I know,
5: but it, you know. It's a good moment with the thing. It, it's a great yeah. moment
1: with the thing, but in order to get that great moment, you have to sit through him being a dick before that. So yeah,
5: fair, yeah. I understand your argument. That's
2: fair. Fuck yeah, you, so, Davidson. That's right, but no. So it is. It is better than Bayformers, and uh, so you know, like I think it's a it's a pretty half decent entry into the Transformers universe. Like now, now that we've think, got two films, but yeah,
1: do you think people should see it in theaters, or do you think people should wait for rental or streaming?
2: with with Spider-Man Across the Universe across the Spider-Verse that, that that's always going to be the first option.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, wait.
2: Yeah, uh if you've already seen Across the Spider-Verse m- at least 5 times, yeah, you know, unless you're a major Transformers fan. That'd be about that'd be about it.
1: Yeah, but also if you've seen Across the the across the un- uh, Spider-Verse th- 5 times and you still want to see a movie There's probably some places that are still playing BlackBerry. So I suggest you go see that. (laughs) Yeah. Go see that. All right. Well, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with our lovely guests, Adrian and Scott, about their film, The Devil Comes at Night, right here. Geek Card, Router Radio 101. Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy, it's simple, it's fun. Email us at GeekCardShow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today.
0: Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green.
1: Welcome back to Geek Card. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here on this fabulous Friday night. And things are about to get a little bit more creepy, a little more scary, a little more dark. <laughs> That's us <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're going to be talking with Adrian Cress and Scott Lever about their new film The Devil Comes at Night Now, I know that this film came about You guys shot it during COVID uh, You guys, it was like COVID shows up And you're like, oh, we can't go on our honeymoon Let's make a movie is that basically what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
4: yeah, that was great. I mean, what better kind of honeymoon <laughs> than going to the woods and throwing fake blood at each other?
1: Sounds like I most mean, honeymoons, yeah. Yeah, that was- that
5: actually sounds sort of.
1: <laughs> yeah, it well, was a certain type of people that would be yeah, yeah. a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Clearly were those people. Yeah, Maybe. we made, we got married in the fall of 2019 which was awfully a good choice because we were considering spring of 2020. Um and then the spring of 2020 happened which is when we were going to go uh to the UK to visit family and friends and that just could not happen. So yeah, we uh we made a movie.
1: That's nice. that's great. Yeah, now uh, Scott, I know that Before this, you directed shorts and some series, some web series and stuff like that. This was your first time approaching a a feature. And I know that one of your main things when you guys were putting this together, you wanted to bring in a certain actor who also collaborated with you, Ryan Allen. What was it about Ryan that made you go, I want to make a film around this guy?
4: Yeah, I mean... Ryan is just such a fantastic actor and he, he's one of those guys who can be really physically imposing and threatening, but also have this fantastic vulnerability on screen. So I thought that would be such an interesting person to cast as a lead in a horror movie. Like kind of going a, a little bit against the grain. What if we switch? I thought, what if we switched it up and instead of doing like kind of the classic, you know, like a co-ed or like the, the, the overworked family man, what if we, got this really uh, like physically capable boxer and put him in a horror situation could we make that scary could we make the audience scared for him and how many ways could we play with that so yeah i approached him and uh, of course adrian as well about writing the script and then uh, the rest uh, the rest is uh, the movie
2: So uh, you can tell us the truth, Scott. You know, Adrian can't hear anything you're saying right now. She was the most difficult hire in the whole process, right?
4: I don't know. People can't see this because we're on the radio, but she came into my room so fast and now he's watching (laughs) me. Anyway, uh, no, uh, I mean, uh, honestly, like I, I want, uh, I knew Adrian was going to be a writer on it, uh, but we didn't know if she was going to be in it for a long time. And we were dealing with, um, obviously COVID at the time, which had a ton of restrictions because we were, you know, trying to really follow the rules and all the COVID protocols the unions gave us which really limited our cast, our crew, how many people could even be in the same room. Some of our crew had to work remotely. So we were like video conferencing them in wow. to like check costumes at times, stuff like that. So it was it was a kind of a strange, wonderful process. But eventually I was like, well, a librarian, we're kind of going for this Shelley Duvall look, like kind of a nod to that. And I was like, well, who better than than Adrian Crest? I
5: mean You need a girl with bangs, I guess, was... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fact. Uh, I thought it was really funny that in the credits it just says "girl with bangs." So. Yeah,
5: I, I don't know. I'm. I could. I can be humble. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's. Yeah, I mean, in all sincerity, it really was one of those situations where, um, actually, story did come first. Ryan was sort of always there in the picture, but all the rest of it, I would argue. Ryan came first. And then after that was the location was, um was the, was my parents' cottage. And once we had the go ahead to be able to use that, that was almost the second character. And then Amy, the librarian came about even like later than that. So, but I'm glad I got to do it. Thank you. It was very nice of you, Scott. That was very, very kind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. But no, Adrian, uh, you know, as, as the character, it's something because, like, again, we've known you for a while, and yes. uh, there's been times <laughs> where you've filled in for Mr. Green as a co-host. Indeed. And I remember those weeks. There were times you told me, "Hey, don't pick a horror movie." Yes, like, I don't want to do a horror movie. I don't want to get scared. So now, again, having worked as an author on horror books, of course, you do the adapt the, the adaptations with the Bendy. Bendy books there, which have a horror kind of feel to them, and then you've worked on this. Are you now becoming more of a fan of horror? No, still scared. (laughs) I'm.
5: It's it's not a question of fan. It's a question of you know soul. I am just such a scaredy cat. Um, I think we've talked about this before about the things that I can watch that are scary, and we've like like basically monster movies is what we've always come to the conclusion. So like. Serial killers, no. Paranormal, no. But I can watch, uh, you know, Jaws. And I'm getting better. I can watch zombies, because to me they're also in the right. animal uh, uh, monster territory. I still have to close my eyes, but I'm not traumatized by it. But no, this sort of movie, honestly, is the sort of movie that's
1: on the no list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
5: and, so and, that wasn't
1: acting is basically what you're saying. It's like, I know I can see all the cameras, but I'm still freaked out. <laughs>
5: it was so freaked like, What You don't get is i mean you probably get but like some people don't fully get like the concept of an overnight shoot we shot this for 13 days 12 of which were overnights so first of all your entire schedule is completely turned upside down and and we were there for the full full shoot but then it's dark as pitch outside there's no moon anytime in the movie you see someone disappear into the dark that's not a post-production thing that person banished at that point into the darkness so you're isolated you're surrounded by the dark you're also living in this in the set which has now become really spooky there's a scarecrow you know he's around I'm just saying
1: <laughs> well, there right a method <laughs> no definitely That's just, and you know one thing you know again we, we're putting the cart before the here, horse here I haven't actually asked you guys to explain the plot of the film <laughs> We've talked about the people in it. We've talked about the kind of film it is, but let's lay it out there. What's what's the film about?
4: Well, I'll give you the elevator pitch. Um, so, a washed-up boxer searching for his inheritance must fight for his life when he is trapped in his deceased father's farmhouse by a local cannibal cult.
1: Ah, uh, that old chestnut—the local yes. cannibal cult. I
5: hate when that happens. Uh,
4: uh, I am. I, am I, I heard
1: they're trying to unionize the cannibal cult.
5: Ah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I am a union girl, so I guess props. But it's so. all a matter
4: of taste, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh my god! Oh, we, I should bring the old man back. You guys can trade dad jokes. Oh yeah, there we go, right? <laughs> oh my god! But,
2: but uh, Scott, I, I, you know, like Adrian brought up an interesting point about you know being on set, you know, like, and in the in the darkness working for you guys. Was that? part of it like did you plan for that schedule, like for it to be that dark or was it just a happy coincidence like, you know one of those things that sometimes happens you know in movie magic world that you know like just everything works in your favor that it actually worked out that way
4: uh it was very planned like we knew the location very well before we went up there and it, it was one of the things that inspired the storyline for the movies so i sat down with our cinematographer nelson rogers And what we kind of pitched back and forth was this idea of a movie where light is a precious resource. It's the idea that these characters are almost like floating in an ocean of blackness, just clinging to islands of light when they can find them. So uh, when you watch the movie, you'll notice uh, a lot of the time we wanted to play with the idea that the actors self-light themselves with candle or with uh, lanterns and with flashlights and create these kind of moving shadows and reflections in in the windows, things like that. So it was all very purposeful and uh, very much what we were going for as far as like uh, creating a sense of space and feeling.
2: Yeah, you know, I, as somebody who, unlike Adrian, who watches and enjoys not and I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not a, the biggest horror fan in the world, but like I do enjoy, you know, quite a few horror films. Um, one of the things that I find interesting is, like what you just described, is that it's, you know, uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is notorious, you know, especially for the the film, um, the, the way the transfer worked, is that it's it's basically blackness for like 48 minutes of the film like you yeah can't see. I heard
1: that film but I didn't see it right yeah, exactly right
2: <laughs> and uh and th- and I think that's why some people have always thought of it as such a, a masterpiece because you your mind is doing mo- way more than what you actually see whereas this like as you describe I noticed that it was like yes like maybe three quarters of the frame is blacked out but then there's like this you know 10 15 that's being lit up whether it's a face or part of the shoulder or you know whatever but you can see your characters. That's one of the things I appreciate about it. Even in the the pitch blackness, you can see people and their faces, and you know part of that. But it doesn't. But that lighting doesn't uh, uh, take away from what's going on around it, like the dread that you're feeling as you're watching.
4: Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, that was definitely what we're going for—is sort of a, a movie in ki- chiaroscuro. If I'm pronouncing that right, but that whole idea of like playing with like light and the complete absence of it so what does that do and i wanted to recreate the idea that the camera was sort of a third lead in the movie so you're only able to see what the leads are able to see and how do you capture that experience of what it's actually like to be running around with a flashlight in the dark it's like what you can see you can see but whatever you can't see is absolute black Mm, and and i think um I love when movies do that. Like there are certain movies that do sort of a false black where the audience can see a little bit better than the characters yeah. can. And it's you're just supposed to accept that that's dark. Well, for me, I love when movies actually can create real darkness on screen. And yeah, like you said, uh, your imagination just starts filling in the blanks. And I think it's terrifying.
2: Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's the old uh, uh, Hollywood magic of uh, every flashlight, uh, you know, or cell phone or lighter can light, uh, you know, a 400 square foot room, like instantly. Yeah, no, so, of course.
4: You...
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Light, mo- most of the time I light my house with just flashlights and phones. That's it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like the lighting yeah. I have on here right now, this is just a lighter. That's that's what you're seeing. In the... yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, we're almost out of fluid, too, so. Let's...
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Finding, actually, to be fair, though, fi- as, as, as... Versimilitude is we were trying to get finding lanterns that had light that came, shone up, not just out of the light. Mm. So had sort of a dual light source. That was a bit of work. Um, and they're, they are so cool. And we left them actually up, up north. So my parents can use them still at the cottage. But there is, you know, there is some, some playing around with, with, um, because what you said about being actually able to see people's faces, I, it is still important to tell a story. There's a lot of filmmaking and we know that's happening these days where it's, you know, both sound and visually it's a, it's can be a little muddy and hard to understand. And we definitely wanted both yeah. and including sound. We were very, worked very hard with post sound to make sure things were still audible as, and, and, you know, real ish, not actual reality.
2: Of course, of course. Uh, Two thumbs now. up for me on that. Cause I, uh... One of the biggest uh, offenders of that is his films coming out in in a few weeks, and uh, you know,
1: you can I say just, his name. We ha- I no, didn't... I can't
2: because I'll invoke him, and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like <laughs> Bloody Mary. He's just gonna show up and make more movies, and I don't want that.
1: He's show up more movies, and he's gonna hate everybody else's movies because that's what he does. But anyway, yeah. Um, now that's the thing you brought up the cannibal cult and the darkness, everything like that, but. I think you really tapped into something that I find extremely scary, and that is people from the country, <laughs> uh, country uh, bumpkins. Uh, and uh, really, you really, ca- you guys really captured the country bumpkinness right at the beginning with the with the couple with the beers. Uh, so, uh, I, that's the thing. Them just showing up at the door, I would have been scared. That's kind of it's like, oh no, no, they're gonna come and they're gonna stay, and they're gonna <laughs> tell me about their trucks and their dogs and the oh god.
5: I, I honestly am very impressed that Ben actually opens the door. I, I, I would be like, I'm sorry. I, I can't hear you. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I would, yeah, just, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Todd Campbell and Dana Fradkin, they did a, a delightful job playing, um, creepy neighbors, but I, I am with you. Somebody shows up on the front porch, like after dinner, just wanting, uh, oh, why, why
2: even wow. in the daytime they come knocking on the door. I'm like, nope.
5: Hello. You Ooh. didn't call
2: ahead of time. You didn't. There's no. There's no email. There's no. You know, messenger that came delivering me an invitation saying that you're going to drop by. No, get out. Too bad. Yeah, even the
1: old man sends you a carrier pigeon first. So.
2: Yes. Yes. After, well, that's after the smoke signals, but you know,
1: yeah, he's pretty good with those. Definitely, he is. Yeah, he's really but, good. Uh, of course, this film is now available on VOD and DVD. Is it as DVD as well, or is it just VOD?
5: Uh, it will be DVD, but currently just VOD. So. VOD, not DVD.
1: There you go. All the letters are so helpful. VOD, DVD future, VOD present. There we go. go. (laughs) Definitely. So check it out. So basically on all platforms where you can get VOD. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. It's exciting.
5: It's it's neat. It's, you know, you go on Apple and you just search in the, well, not even the whole title, just the death. And you get like uh, Devil Wears Prada. And then there are we. And the devil
1: comes at night. And, you know, when you guys make the fusion film mm. where the devil wears Prada at night, I really look forward yeah. to that one. It's going
5: to be fabulous, darling. Just fabulous. Yeah.
1: Oh. Well, Fair thank way. you so much guys for coming on. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really happy for you guys. I know that you guys put a lot of work into this and now it's out there for people to see. And of course, uh, if you haven't listened to the show regularly, I'm a huge proponent for indie film. So any indie film out there that uh, is worth a damn, I say, go watch it. And this is one of those movies. So definitely go watch it people. Uh, But thanks again, guys, for coming on.
4: Thanks for having us.
5: Having us, obviously.
1: All right. Fantastic. Where can people find you or any information about the film?
5: Uh, Okay. So I'm just uh, Adrian Kress everywhere online. So adriankress.com and at Adrian Kress, Twitter and Instagram. And then the Devil Comes at Night movie is on Instagram. So at the Devil Comes at Night movie, yes, perfect.
1: And Scott, where can people
4: find you? Uh, I'm at Scott Lever Seven. There were six faster Scott Levers. I don't know where they are, but they got them. So check it out at Scott Lever Seven.
1: There you go, Scott Lever Seven. That sounds like like a '70s heist movie. The Scott Lever there you go. Or,
2: or Or a really awesome jazz band. like there's, there's Oh, some... yeah.
1: The Scott Lever Center. Oh, my God. Yeah, I heard right? them play in Detroit. They were fucking amazing. Totally.
2: The best. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. All right. Well, we've come to the end of the program, Mr. Green. Yes. Why don't we tell the good people where they can find us when we're not here?
2: Absolutely. If you like what we do here, you can always find additional content at patreon.com slash for everybody who participates in that right now. We thank you guys ever so much. And for those Thanks. of you who don't. It's okay. We still love you, but it'd be better if you joined us. Join us. Yes, yes. Join us. Give in to your anger and join us. Yes, we're not a cult. We're not a cult. We, we definitely are.
1: Don't, we definitely don't eat people like those. Yeah, yeah,
2: we don't. That's right. We don't eat people. That's that's not what we do.
1: That's actually on our card. But we're not, we're, we're not, we're not okay. saying we're
2: a, we're not a cult, but we don't eat people.
1: Business cards say, Geek Card, we don't eat people. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. the way it is.
2: Uh, additional content can always be found at YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Yes, even Pinterest. Search Geek Card Show on any of those platforms, and you'll find us there. Of course, check out our website, geekcardshow.com, for more news, reviews, and the podcast version of this very show, available on Mondays after 2 p.m. But if you didn't listen live, the best way to hear us is what, Andrew?
1: Just subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, be it the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Tune, and Spotify. We're to catch your pods. And please, while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review because it helps with the analytics. And the more people that know well, the further we go.
2: Absolutely. And, of course, if you just want to continue the conversation with us about it, pretty much anything, uh, you can always email us at geekartshow at gmail.com.
1: There we go. I want to thank Jewel State. Scott Lever, and Adrian Kress for coming on the program for Jewel State, for Family Law, for Transformers Rise of the Beast, for Scott Lever, for Adrian Kress, the Sentinel of Hope, for Mr. Green, and for Yuri all the way back there in the booth. This is Andrew Young saying, if you're going to geek out, you might as well geek hard on Reality Radio 101.
0: Thank you for listening to Gay Card with your host Andrew Young and Mr. Green right here on Reality Radio 101.